Hello and welcome to Opera Apero. I'm your host, Sophia, and this is the show where we get to talk about operas uh, that we don't know yet um, and with friends. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, and on today's episode, I have my friend Caitlin here. Hello, Caitlin. Oh, hello, Sophia. <laughs> yes. Um, so, Obviously, maybe I'm a little bit rusty at this, but I think I remember the three questions that I get to ask you. Um, is it three? Yeah. It's three now, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's three now. Um, and it's two in the beginning and one later. Yes, I'm getting it back. Okay. Dust, Caitlin. Brush, brush up that dust off your shoulders. We're hitting the road. Yeah. Um, on the road again. <laughs> So, Caitlin, mm. how do we know each other? Uh, ooh, we are in a trivia group that was quite excellent and hilarious and chaotic. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we met through the trivia group, through mutual friends. And then the, the trivia, our container sort of went away, but the friendship remained. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the only, like, decent-sized group chat that I'm in <laughs> uh, that... I really enjoy. Yeah, there's oh so many here in Europe. The, the WhatsApps are a plenty. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You're going back to the U.S. They're not going to have any WhatsApp. What are you going to do? God, I'll live a happy life. <laughs> <laughs> are you not a WhatsApp fan? Because I'm a WhatsApp convert. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, I love it. I miss the days of AIM. To be honest, if I can date myself. Uh... <laughs> well. <laughs> Yeah, it's a trivia group, mm. and uh, we will sorely miss you. I know. I, I, I'm brokenhearted, but yeah, at least that we get to do this before I fly, fly away. Yeah, yeah. For the listeners, Caitlin is leaving Berlin, um, and so we are getting this in under the wire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm. I had all my resolutions, and I'm hitting the ground running. 2023. Also. I am doing dry January, mm. so like maybe my takes on this episode won't be as spicy. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> well, I'm not, so I'll just bring extra spice. <laughs> <laughs> Balance it out. Um, cool. Uh, Caitlin, have you ever seen an opera before? I have. Uh, in Chicago, I went to see The Passengers, which is really depressing, but it's a great, great opera. It has. It's in different... I think four different languages. Hmm. There was English subtitles, uh, so you could follow along, but it, it was good. And uh, I saw it for free, which was even better. <laughs> Whoa. So, yeah, my coworker gave me free tickets. She, she is a huge opera fan and had season tickets, and so she would occasionally give them out if she just couldn't make it. But, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did you enjoy this experience going to the opera? I did, yeah. Uh, it was a lot longer than I thought it would be. <laughs> How long was it? I, I genuinely don't remember. I just remember sort of that experience of it feeling a bit longer. Because it's, you know, it's longer than a movie, obviously. It's like usually three hours. It's sort of like seeing a play. Mm-hmm. So, it varies, yeah. Yeah. Um, but she knew that I would be interested because I'm a big fan of set design. And a big portion of the opera is on a boat. And mm-hmm. so they had built essentially like the a huge portion of the ship and then at some point it opens up it's really neat whoa yeah that does sound really cool to see on set yeah there's like all these operas that are sometimes set with these minimalist mm. set pe- styles 
um, which like for some of the operas where it's like set in these like historic times, it's so nice to get that like really intense, detailed uh, set design because mm-hmm. you're like fully immersed in the drama. Yeah. 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 I like the pageantry of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get to the opera. Cool. So when we were discussing what opera to do today, we talked about a bunch of different genres and stuff, and we came up with funny murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just me to a T. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I don't think this one will be that funny. That's okay. But it is about clowns. Excellent. So I count... I count that as checking a lot of boxes oh, for, for sure. funny murder. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. So the opera we're going to talk about today is called Pagliacci. Aha. Do you know it? I have heard of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have been a, a clown. Just throwing that out there. So I have limited <laughs> clown knowledge, but as one who has been a clown, I have heard. Are you of- a juggalo? <laughs> oh God, I, I wish. Uh, I mean, I saw the juggalo Christmas card you made. So I did. I did make a juggalo Christmas card. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I just love workaholics, and there's a, a big juggalo episode, and uh, so I made that card for someone else. Okay. But uh, no, I'm not a juggalo. But you have been a clown. I have, yeah, for for, for small children. Oh my god, we're gonna talk about this later. Let's yeah. see how much you relate to the opera. Um, cool, yeah. So Pagliacci is an opera by Ruggero Leon Cavallo. Uh, who was an Italian composer. Um, and Leon Cavallo is kind of like the opera composer version of a one-hit wonder. Um, okay. This was his one-hit wonder. He wrote some other operas, but this is the like one thing he is known for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's extremely famous. Uh, I actually, when I first watched it, uh, didn't know what uh, I was associate I, I didn't know that I already knew one of the songs in the opera until it got to that part and I was like that's where this is from is it here comes the clowns no oh. <laughs> what is that I thought that was one of the songs no okay <laughs> but it's, um, it, it's in popular culture a lot like mm-hmm. if there's a singing clown that isn't it this oh yeah. I don't know <laughs> get up on your clown game man <laughs> us clowns know how it rolls <laughs> subject matter expertise here um yeah, but I I actually was thinking about it as I was prepping for this episode, and I was like, where did I even know this from? Mm. And then I think I like feel like it came up in like a cartoon. Like this opera is definitely present in pop culture in some way, and I think where I know it from is The Simpsons. I was just gonna say it's definitely <laughs> The Simpsons for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's an episode called uh, Ita- The Italian Bob mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. The Simpsons go to Italy. And find sidekick Bob, who was trying to murder Bart a bunch of times. I'm sorry, listeners, if you don't know The Simpsons, but sidekick Bob side is show. sideshow Bob. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but sideshow Bob is secretly living in Italy, and then through one way or another, attempts to kill The Simpsons yeah. and ends up in the Colosseum singing this very famous aria. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah. A clown playing a clown from an opera, killing people. Excellent. Um, yeah. So this opera, let me give more background on it, mm-hmm. um, like historical context and stuff. First came out in 1892, premiered in Milan. Mm. Um, and that's important because two years before, another opera by 
Mascagni mm. <laughs> uh, came out called Cavalleria Rusticana, which is like rustic chivalry. Okay. Um, and so this came out in 1890 and kicked off this like style and trend in opera called Verissimo, mm-hmm. which is very, supposed to be like realistic. And so Verissimo opera, operas were often about like real life people uh like villagers and working class people and it really focused on kind of like the struggles that they went through um and like the violence of their lives uh and this was important because like a lot of operas before this would focus on like the stories of royalty um and so to focus more on working class people was like a shift in the stories that were being told Mm. um the other part about this is that this Cavalleria Rusticana is a one-act opera that's an hour and 15 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And Pagliacci is also a very short opera. It's two acts and is one hour long, approximately. Mm-hmm. And so the two, since they're very similar in style and came out around like similar time periods, have actually started to just be played together in the same night as like a double feature. And oh. so it's often called a cabin pag. <laughs> It sounds like a drink. It's like a gin and tonic, but a cabin pack. Yeah, that's a great idea to just make a cocktail called a cabin pack. Yeah. Oh my god, I love that. It could be something like red for blood because they both have murder. Campari spritz. Hmm. Or an aperol spritz. Maybe. Are they both red? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so one more piece of context here mm-hmm. is that this the characters in this opera are performers uh in commedia dell'arte mm-hmm. which was this like professional style of theater in italy at this time uh where there was kind of these like stock characters and plots mm-hmm. very like relatable kinds of characters of like the cuckold husband mm-hmm. or like the star-crossed lovers um and so there would be these like traveling theater groups that would go around performing these like stories um, and because the stories were kind of like set in this like format, they could take that format, perform that, and then just add their own things in along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so we'll, once we get into the opera, we'll explain how that comes up. Um, well, all this fits with this image I have of the opera, not knowing any of the plot or context that you have shared so far, but he, he it, He's somehow a very relatable clown because he's suffering or sadness and there's internal struggles that then come out in, in a really beautiful but tormented way. I don't remember murder in, in my picture except for the Simpsons image in my head, but obviously that I will f- figure it out. Yeah. Uh, so Pagliacci in Italian means clowns. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into it. Yes. So... The opera starts with a short prologue where a character comes on stage already dressed up in a clown costume, and this character is named Tonio. Mm -hmm. So Tonio comes out onto stage and speaks directly to the audience and says, like, remember that all performers and actors are people too, and that we all, they all have like real feelings of like experience real feelings that normal people feel of like happiness and sadness. um, And the following is a true story. Actually, there is a story that this was uh, inspired by a Leon Cavallo's father was a judge, and this was inspired by a case he heard from his father. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's really cool. 
Uh, yeah, so maybe it is a true story. Nice. <laughs> cool. So act one mm. starts with our theater troupe pulling into a small mountain village in Calabria, uh, which is the region of Italy that's like the toe okay. uh, next to Sicily. Mm. Uh, so they pull into this mountain village and they sing their welcome uh, to the towns, the villagers and say, hey, like we're the troop and blah, blah. And uh, we're going to be having a performance later tonight, like an hour before sunset. The person singing this is the leader of the troupe, Canio, one mm. of our main characters. So as he's singing all of this, Tonio, the, ca- the guy who came out and introduced the whole play, uh, is helping people out of the caravan, the wagon or whatever they're coming out of. And he helps down Neda, who is uh, the wife of Canio. Mm. And someone makes like kind of like a sly comment about uh, someone trying to steal Neda uh, and Canio flies into this like song about how he won't tolerate anyone trying to flirt or take Neda away from him. Um, and just, you know, it's like one of those like, all right, a little bit of an overreaction, but now we, we see what you're about. Right. Um, jealous husband. Right. Fitting that trope to a T. Meanwhile, the revolve has just been in a, in a covered wagon or whatever for who knows how long. Yeah. You want to get out, yeah. stretch your legs. Yeah. There's no mystery inside a wagon. Come on. <laughs> That makes it sound like there is mystery in the So basically, now we all know Kanye was very jealous and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all know the play is going to happen later, the performance. So uh, the caravan and the villagers all disperse and some people go to the watering hole to have some wine and chat and now we have Neda left alone on the stage. Oh. And she begins to sing um, because she's just seen her husband have this somewhat dis- outburst display. Um, Adult temper tantrum. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. And she starts to wonder about like how serious his jealousy might be about any like perceived infidelity on her end. Um, and then she also has this aria where she like sings about how like birds fly in the sky so freely oh yeah yeah um and then in comes tonio Mm. uh was he lurking in the shadows watching her sing maybe (laughs) maybe he was he comes in um and attempts to flirt with her and court her um and as I was prepping for this episode and reminding myself of the storyline, I re- encountered one of my least favorite things about opera summaries, which is where they're like, he clumsily flirts with her, but then you watch the opera and he actually just tries to assault her. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, that is a thing, isn't it? Yeah. They're like, oh, he tried to rape her. What a clumsy way to flirt. <laughs> um, yeah, the no, no, no just didn't come across hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so clumsy. <laughs> he, should, he should have been more forceful, if anything. Uh, so as this happens, she grabs an implement lying nearby, which happens to be a whip from one of the performers, and whips him away. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow, that really sets the tone. Yeah. Quite clumsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she whips him away. He's rejected by Neda. 
And he kind of like with his bruised ego hobbles off the stage, like with a, like a small vendetta being like, Oh, like she just rejected me. I'm going to like get her. And like, how dare she not let me sexually assault her? (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to get revenge. Um, and so then he is off stage now. Um, and now comes in Silvio, a young villager who is Nada's lover. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, so he's off having a wank and she's not going to have an actual fun time. Yeah. So she, she actually is cheating on him. Um, Classic. Yeah. Well, have you met her husband? He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, they reunite uh, and sing their love for each other, or oh, have like a beautiful moment. Um and Silvio begins to try to convince Neda to elope with him tonight and leave it all behind. Okay, bigamy, but okay. <laughs> what is this, Utah? <laughs> yeah, so he eventually convinces her to elope. Oh, good for um, him. Yeah. Um, in the meanwhile, Tonio has actually been eavesdropping. He has lingered. He has lingered out of suspicion. Um and he sees this happening. He sees this little s- amorous scene. And he, with his little revenge in mind, goes and seeks out Kanio and brings him back to confront the lovers. But before this can happen, they hear them coming and Silvio runs away. Mm-hmm. And Kanio doesn't get there in time, but sees him running away and cannot catch him. And as... As Sylvia runs away, Neda goes, I will always be yours. Aww. And Kanio is furious. Yeah. He's like, who was that? <laughs> Give me a name. Give me a name. I, you bring so much shame. Right. Like, why? Uh, and, and, and Neda refuses to give the name of her lover. Good to- for her. Yeah. A woman deserves her privacy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. More power to her. Yeah. Plus, I mean, maybe you should get that in better shape than you could run after him. (laughs) I'm picturing, like, the husband to be such a caricature of sad and dejected man. Yeah, I think that's how they're, yeah. But also a mean person. Yeah. We'll get to that. So basically, his anger grows and grows as he's demanding this name. At one point, even threatening her with a knife. Um, And... Tony is watching this whole scene, uh, and then a new character comes on, Beppe, who's part of the... Beppe. Great name. Sorry. <laughs> Gotta love it. I really hope I'm saying that right in Italian. <laughs> I stopped doing my Italian duolingo a while ago. Uh, I went back to German. Um, but Beppe is another performer in the troupe and comes on and is like, all right, guys, whatever this is, like, we got to get ready for the performance tonight. The show must go on. The show must go on. Like, it is our bread and butter. It is our livelihood. Like, drop this drama. Right. Um, drop this drama for the play's drama. Yeah. <laughs> so then they kind of de-escalate the situation and Kanye and they all kind of go off. And before they go off, like, Tonio tells Kanye, like, don't worry, like, the lover's name will be revealed in at some point in during the show tonight. Wow. Like it'll come out some like saying it'll come out somehow, you know? Um True. I mean, I'm sure that will happen. <laughs> yeah. And 
then they all go off and then leaving Kanyo on stage alone. And this is where the most famous aria of this whole play comes from. Um, the part, this is the solo part where Kanyo sings alone and prepares for his performance. He puts on his clown clothes and he puts on his makeup and he sings about how hard it is to put on this makeup and prepare himself to go and make people laugh while he suffers so much inside. Right. And this is called Vesti La Giubia. Ah. Um, and this is that song that this is going to be so bad. I'm so excited. Hype, hype, hype. <laughs> it's like... Da, 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 da. Yeah. Does that sound familiar? Oh, I can hear it in my head for sure. Okay, great. I'm so not good at that I'm, stuff. I have two dueling pop culture references in my head. There's clearly The Simpsons, and then there's also um, Watchmen, because they reference that in there. I've too. never seen Watchmen. Oh, well, first of all, you should see that. Slash, it's also extremely long. <laughs> Damn. Um, but you should also read the comic book, hmm. which has a completely different ending. Oh. Well, not completely different, but spoiler, there's aliens. <laughs> okay, I'm intrigued. Uh, yeah. That's the end of Act One. Mm. Um, just sad clown. Right. Stereotypical sad clown. Um, having to make people laugh. Yeah. Having to put on the facade in order to please others. Yeah. As we all do every day. Yeah. God. Life yeah. is a torment. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now we enter Act Two, the last act of the opera in this two act opera. Um, so it's in where the setting is the open air theater that the troupe has put together mm-hmm. and um, the performance is about to start. People are filing in um, and the performance is now this is the part where I hope we can keep track of everything. Because I'm sure there's going to be a lot going on the, because the we're, play within the play kind of stuff. Yeah. The also now all the, Remember all the names of the characters we've just said, mm. but now they also have names in the play. Ah, of course. This is very Hamlet-esque, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so for part of this, I'm just going to say who's playing what mm-hmm. and then refer to them by in that in the play. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, so the play kicks off and Neda is playing Columbina. Okay. Columbina, her husband is away. Her husband is... Pagliaccio. So her husband Pagliaccio is away. Pagliaccio, played by Canio. Husband, wife. Got it. Easy to remember. Um, while her husband is away, the house servant, Taddeo, who is played by Tonio, the assaulter. Right. So Taddeo is the house servant, and he tries to court Colombina. Shocking. Yeah. Is she going to have to whip him again? (laughs) (laughs) She rejects Tadeo, and as he's the servant, she rejects him and says, like, go to the market and, like, sends him away. Mm -hmm. Um, And then in the meantime, she's waiting for her lover. In English summaries, they call him Harlequin. In Italian, they call it Arlecchino. Arlecchino. Um. So she waits for her lover to appear and serenade her, and he does, and then she he comes in, and they eat together, um, and he reveals that he's brought along a potion uh, for uh, 
uh, Columbina to use to uh, like sedate her husband so that she may run away with Arlecchino. Uh, Arlecchino is played by Beppe. So our neutral third party here. Okay. Guy who just wanted to de-escalate the situation and get them ready for the play. He had conflict resolution training and was able to get everything back on track so that the show could go on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so Arlecchino and and, and Columbina are having their little dalliance. Mm. Um, And who comes home unexpectedly? None other than Pagliaccio. Right. So Pagliaccio comes back unexpectedly. And of course, Arlecchino has already quickly slipped away. Um, but not without Pagliaccio noticing that someone, you know, has scurried away quickly. But and yet again, he doesn't know who. It's just a shadow off the, in the yeah, distance. The character has no idea. Right. Um, so Pagliaccio begins to ask Columbina, like, who was here? Um, who, who was your lover? Mm-hmm. Um, and as he's playing this part, he gets more angry and all the feelings that he was already feeling before the play start to come out as he is like playing the same part in the play. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more intense he gets with his emotion, the more the audience is like engaged and cheering at the like, emotion they see displayed which they think is really good acting right (laughs) um and columbina neda is playing along to his part and seeing that it's more canio that's coming out not pagliaccio um and in attempts to like continue the play she continues to call him pagliaccio and just call him by his name to remind him that they're still in the play right um and then at one point he bursts out and says, no, I'm not Pagliaccio. Um, and in his fury, he stabs Neda on stage. Uh, and as she's like dying, she cries out for help from Silvio. And Silvio runs on stage and Canio then stabs him too. Yeah. And then he looks up at the like audience, the audience on the stage and the audience like in the like theater where you're sitting and watching and says la comedia è finita ah. um, which is the, like the comedy is done yeah, it's finished is yeah <laughs> it's real life <laughs> yeah and that's the opera oh my god yeah short and sweet that's riveting though he just got so lost in his own emotions mm-hmm. uh, I actually thought he was gonna he was gonna strangle her I feel like that's more operatic to be honest because then he could be continuing to sing while killing her but this the quick stab, man. Wow. Yeah. Um, and as I was doing some research about this, there are actually differences in who takes that last line, which is really oh. interesting. So there are some people who have studied it and say that it's more appropriate for Tonio to say the line. And actually, yeah. the tradition of Canio saying it only happened because a very famous opera singer who is really well known for the role of Canio, Enrico Caruso, okay. originally just took the line. Yes, of course he did. <laughs> and then they were, everyone was like, this is great. Just like Canio keep doing it. Um, but there's some analyses that say like, it makes more sense for Tonio to say it because Tonio is the one who's more um, like calculating in the play. Like right. he introduces it. He like schemes over Neda and Silvio. Um, and he also kind of like t- 
taunts Kanio in ways throughout right. the play. Um, and so for him to say the comedy is finished is much more like a nice like wrap up package than like yeah. Kanyo, who has been like so I don't know, like thrown overboard into his emotions. Right. For him to be cognizant to realize that it's a play would be like a jump. Right. Mm-hmm. If anything, he would be still lost in what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but it does make sense for the front runner to steal the best line. So <laughs> true to form. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, I really want to watch it now. <laughs> I mean, it's just an hour. Yeah. Right. It's like a one episode of something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's really cool. And then I really like... I was listening to the opera on, like, a Spotify album earlier today. And, like, once you get to Vesti La Giubia, like, that aria where mm. he's just, like, ripping into his emotions. Like, you just, like, headbang a little. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Arms thrown up. Yeah. Oh, God. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that must be difficult to also play in because you have to get into the headspace of being having all of these big feelings uh and what if your life is awesome (laughs) a rarity i'm sure i'm sure everyone has something to feel suffering about but yeah they just have to it sort of strips away that uh shield you you have between the the thing you're performing and the thing you actually feel inside so you have to be very Mm -hmm. vulnerable I mean, isn't that what all actors do? Is I mean, no, not all actors, I'm saying. But that's, like, what actors are known for is, like, tapping into an emotion to be able to portray it. That's true. As a clown. Yeah, all right. <laughs> As a clown. I had, to, I had to tap into deep emotions, yeah. Went with my puppet show. Yeah. yeah, as a clown, were you ever like, oh, I'm having a really awful day, but now I need to go make these children laugh? Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that did happen. Yeah, I, I was only a clown a couple of times, to be fair. Mm-hmm. But uh, you do have to put aside whatever's going on and just pretend to be an amusing character. I think, if anything, I had more of the teen angst because I was a teenager. I was like, oh god, why would anyone laugh at me in a productive way rather than just being like, oh, look at this goofy person in a clown costume. So, Aww. But you know, the teen angst the existential angst of Mm -hmm. what is laughter do children understand joy (laughs) i think children understand joy the best of us yeah that's true (laughs) they're just they i don't think they know struggle yet oh that's have you seen a a baby crying everything's a struggle they're like what's light and air and temperature (laughs) they're like i'm rolled on the wrong side (laughs) roll me over If anything, it's like you have this lovely bowl of happiness and joy, and adulthood is the hole at the bottom where it slowly drips out. (laughs) I mean, that's why I strive so hard to have good work-life balance, because Mm. I'm like, oh, life is the fun part. Right, yeah. Not work. Yeah, work is just to finance your adventures exactly your escapades yeah what did you think about the like tortured character um who lets out all these beautiful emotions because you were like during it you were like but he's mean true i thought there would be more evidence of him being mean but if anything he just seemed a bit possessive and uh at least he didn't try and rape his wife on 
ghosts on the scene mm-hmm. or in the scene, I guess I should say. Uh, so he was a bit possessive and temperamental, quick to, to quick to anger. Uh, but it, it's interesting that uh, he's, if anything, he's not the worst person on that stage. So <laughs> the murderer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the double murderer. Isn't that a strange thing to say? <laughs> And yet he's not. No. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, you know, I've been thinking about would he get away with that murder? Like, would he? I think he'd just be charged for straight up murder. I don't. I don't know that you could get it. I don't. A crime of passion? Probably not. I don't think so. I don't think so. Mm. Man, they probably. Well, if it's based on a true story, and I wonder what his sentence was. Is, is what I'm thinking. What did the judge give him? I'm sure in that time it was just, oh, well, you, you killed these people. We're just going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. But, uh, but I can feel the emotion through that, the music and the, the torment. But should he have stabbed him? Probably not. <laughs> should he have stabbed his wife? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit, a bit overkill. <laughs> stabbed this person. Because if anything, he doesn't really know. Mm-hmm. The, the the lover he did, maybe they just did this maybe she uh, forced him who knows he's just stabbing this person that runs to her aid kind yeah. of kind of an overreaction the like machinations of the mon- machination machinations machinations yeah machinations native English speaker <laughs> um, but yeah the machinations of the mind um, crazy just making up stories yeah. I'm sure it was so much worse in his head than the reality of it, for sure. And mm-hmm. uh, the poison being put in his ear from Tonio. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he was just like, oh, yeah, I saw all this stuff go down, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Meanwhile, all he saw was a conversation. Yeah, yeah he had no idea if Tonio was lying to him or just pulling some strings. Whoa. Because it's true. He didn't really see anything. He just saw a guy run away. He also had no idea about, like, Tonio's involvement on, like, trying to get with his wife. Yeah, if anything, Tonio probably had whip marks on his cheeks. Why didn't he say, like, oh, hey, what happened to you? I saw you 10 minutes ago. You didn't have this. That's weird that you're now talking all this shit about my wife. Uh, (laughs) He stabbed the wrong dude. (laughs) Yeah, and that dude's just going to keep doing all this nasty stuff. Sexually harassing women across the countryside. He's a little... That's the true tragedy of this Tonio gets away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people find the opera very relatable in terms of, like, the feelings of, like, jealousy and possession and the feeling of being with a possessive partner and mm-hmm. feeling trapped by that. So I think there's, like, all these layers where people can, like, come into the opera and, like, really feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also what we were talking about earlier with masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say talking about earlier, I mean when we were talking before we started recording <laughs> while making hot chocolate as adults do <laughs> it's winter time it's the time for hot chocolate yeah. <laughs> um but yeah no like the the kind of like toxic masculinity that for sure you could just see all around and yeah. like um men often as part of this don't feel comfortable like expressing their emotions in like productive ways Mm -hmm. or in like or not letting their emotions like take 
being taken out on other people Mm -hmm. in destructive ways. Right. And I think that's this opera to a T. Yeah. I would want to look at the lyrics to the aria even to see, is he really, is what are the sources of his emotions? Is it that he feels his love has been betrayed? Is it that, but then also that this possession that he has been having this stranglehold on is now taken away from him? Mm-hmm. Is she a, a big part of his identity? And now without her, will he feel uh, a, a loss of his, not only his control of life, just like who he is as a person, mm-hmm. which is just not an appropriate way to lay your emotions down on another person. So yeah, I, I suspect there's a lot of toxic masculinity going on. Yeah. Also the like part where he he literally cannot express his emotions because he has to be a <laughs> stab, clown. Stab, stab. <laughs> Yeah, there's also the part where he stabs two people uh, rather than dealing with his own his mm-hmm. own jazz. Um, but the clown makeup hiding his true face, yeah. Mm-hmm. So toxic. So toxic. <laughs> the toxic. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Britney Spears moment. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else uh, that stood out about the opera that you'd want to talk about? Uh, I think it's interesting that a one-hit wonder has had such a pervasive influence on society that it's in pop culture even today. That's pretty cool. In The Simpsons. Yeah. 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 And uh, it it makes you think, not exactly like, oh, how does that happen? Um, but just it's interesting to think about as a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it because of the relatability between the different uh, characters, like you said, and how people can just to every phase of the human experience with relationships plug into that is it the um dichotomy between oh clowns being sad <laughs> like is how do you wrap your head around that uh is it that it's short and accessible like all these things coming together mm-hmm. that makes it interesting yeah i was thinking about the different dynamics of the one hit wonder too because like with one hit wonders in general is it just like this is so much of a masterpiece that like nothing can ever beat it Mm -hmm. and also what's interesting is that like one of the singers known for performing in this like has like such a big career and was like such a big name Mm -hmm. and part of that one of his most famous arias is also from this opera um but he was then went on to just be like known for a bunch of other stuff Mm -hmm. whereas like the composer of this one did not. <laughs> yeah, what I really like... Okay, I was just reminded of something what I really like about the name of this opera mm. because at first you're like, oh, the character's name is Pagliacci, but it's not because the character that he plays... The character that Canio plays in the play is Pagliaccio. Ah. So Pagliaccio just means clown. Right. Pagliacci means clowns. Oh. We're all clowns We're in life. We're all clowns. Oh, wow. <laughs> We're all just every day putting on that mask between us and putting the rest of the mask. world. Hiding our real feelings. Hiding our real feelings. Always needing to perform a happiness we don't feel deep down inside because mm-hmm. that just makes it easier to inter- interact with other people and engage. Mm-hmm. No one wants to hear about the sad, depressing life that you have. Actually, as Americans, we don't want to hear it. But I remember when I took my first German class and they were like, here's how you say, how are you? Mm-hmm. And then here are all the different answers you can give. And they're like, yeah, most of the time people just say, I'm fine. Yeah. 
Whereas Americans would be like, oh, I'm great. I'm good. And hiding the deep, dark sadness within. Yeah. And Germans are just like, I'm not good. And then you're like, all right. (laughs) This is so true. The Germans are very literal in this particular sense. If they're asking how you are, they actually want to know and they want, and they will give a real answer. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. That's emotionally intelligent, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we're known for our fakery. We are the clowns. We are the clowns. Genuinely, America, <laughs> if you're listening. Right. And you are going back to the we land of clowns. clowns. I'm going back to the land of clowns. I will once again put on the red nose of my forefathers and return to the show. <laughs> the stage. The stage. <laughs> the stage calls. <laughs> Oh, man, I got to dust off the costume. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's rough. It's rough to to think about how little we are authentic with each other. However, I think it's this, it's just the first interaction, right? Like the, oh, how, how are you? How's your day kind of thing? We're very fake. We always just say we're fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we can get to that deeper level. Yeah, I think... Yeah, the reverse way. Like, my mom has always told me that when she moved to the States, she would always get so frustrated. She'd be like, well, no one wants to know how my day is or how I'm doing. (laughs) Why do they ask me? Right. That's true. This is the real change that needs to happen. If we don't want to know, which we don't, uh, why do we ask? (laughs) It's the social script. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, the social script should not... A result in murder, double, no. double homicide. Um, <laughs> to all you listeners, don't stab your wife. <laughs> no matter how big your emotions are, get yourself a Pepe. What was his name? Pepe. Pepe. Conflict management pal. <laughs> Someone to de-escalate the situation. This is my conflict management Pepe. Right. <laughs> Pepe rolls up with a, a six pack of something, and he can de-escalate and just chill out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you said you would watch this opera. Absolutely. We can, we can watch it. <laughs> I got time. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think we'll sign off and maybe yeah. pull something up. Yeah. But thanks for having me. Thank you for being on the show. I'm so glad we can make this work. Yeah. And I'm so glad to be back on these airwaves. Coming at you, coming at you live from Berlin. And with that, uh, let me remember how to do a sign off. Um, thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for coming on the show. Oh, thank you um, for having me. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would recommend you follow on Instagram because now that I'm back, I will actually be posting stuff more regularly instead of my sporadic posting during my hiatus. And Uh, follow on Instagram. I have a website that is now live that you can check out if you want to get in touch um, and don't have an Instagram account. But like, subscribe, smash that subscribe button. Oh, yeah. If you enjoyed the show and you want to get in touch with me, you can do everything I just said. But if you really like the show, like it and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening. Um, I just found out a few months ago that Spotify has a ratings feature. So hit it with a five stars. Um, I will be back 
in the future with a show again at some point. (laughs) If you have made it this far through the episode, then I want to, then maybe you're a true fan and I really want to address the hiatus that I took. So uh, for the last year or so, I haven't been putting out any episodes uh, because I've been busy with a lot of other stuff. And so this initially started because I signed up for intensive evening classes of German and apparently learning German twice a week after after work takes about the same amount of time it takes uh, to record and produce a whole podcast uh, on a bi-weekly basis. So now I come back to you uh, a much better German uh, language learner than I was before. Um, but a lot has happened in the last year and I'm the whole time I always thought about the podcast and wanted to come back to it. Uh, so I'm excited to put this back out there and I'm excited to continue to produce more episodes. Uh, I am sure that there will not be an episode every two weeks because I now, when my current, um, uh, state of life know that this is not realistic, but I'm really excited to at least be doing them on a more regular basis. So I'm aiming for once a month and um, I'm happy for anyone who continues to listen and support me on this fun little project. So I'm glad to be back and let me know on social media or check out website for show notes and stuff. um, What you think? Um, And if there's anything else I should cover. All right. Bye.